<laughs> I'm going to let them take their teeth out and yell at each other. <laughs> Welcome to the ArchiSpeak Podcast, the podcast for architects by architects, where we discuss all things about architecture. I'm Neil Pan. Each episode, Evan Troxel, Cormac Phelan, and me invite you in on the conversation as we talk about everything in the profession, both the good and the bad. Maybe you're considering a career in architecture, you're still in school, or you've been around the block more times than you'd like to admit. Join us in the studio as we gather around the water cooler and talk about this profession we call architecture. It's time for some Arca-Speak. So welcome to episode 33 of the Arca-Speak podcast. I'm Neil Pan. I'm Evan Troxel. And I'm Cormac Phelan. And today, uh, before we get to our guest, let's uh, hit on the friends of the show for episode 33. Yeah, this week we had uh, two new friends of the show. They, they donated together, a husband and wife team, and uh, the, the donors are Steve Potteraki and Allison Ham. And uh, they sent us a nice note and donated $23.14. We'd love to know the significance behind these numbers. So uh, please tell us, Steve and Allison, that would be awesome. Um, but thank you for your support of the show. And if anybody else would like to get their names read on the show and help support and pay for all of the stuff that goes into making this show possible, we would really appreciate that. And you can do that at arcaspeakpodcast.com slash donate. And uh, we'd love to get some new friends of the show or some repeat friends of the show. So that's it for this week. And we have one of those friends with us tonight. Well, Evan, why don't you uh, go ahead and introduce our guests? So Merica McKeel. Hello. Hi. America is uh, an architect in New York, and you run... Why don't you tell us about yourself and your, your studio and uh, just a, a quick intro for people. All right. I run Studio MM, um, mainly a residential firm in New York City, and we do projects all over. Um, it's fun to get projects that are outside of New York City because then you're building houses rather than just apartments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been in business since 2010, so just sort of starting out. And you have an awesome blog. Thank you very much. I work I mean, very hard on that. Yeah, you've really stepped it up this year. Yeah, and actually I've got to say, um, I mean, you know, well, there's a lot of work that goes into it, and I think that's probably my primary job, which is unfortunate for now, but um, I can see a, a ton of um, a ton of response, and it's not just architects, which I love when architects like my blog, because that means I'm doing a lot right. Um, but it's also really nice. I've had some calls from it that, you know, just kind of random people and, and actually emails nice. of people that really like it also. So it's working. That's awesome to hear. And so tell everybody what your website is. Um, it's com, And I can spell that. I know it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. com. And we'll have a, a link to that in our show notes. Um, and everybody should subscribe to the show notes so that you get these links uh, emailed to you every week so that you don't even have to think about it. And uh, there will be a link back to the podcast where you can also add your thoughts to the comments. 
And you can do that on just about any page at arcuspeakpodcast.com. And then, uh, Marika, how can people find you on Twitter? And then we don't have to do any of this at the end. <laughs> oh, great. It's at Architect MM. Basically, you can find me everywhere at Architect MM. Cool. And that's just one word, right? Yep. Awesome. Well, we've, uh, we've all been friends on Twitter for a few years now. And, uh, that's where we met you originally. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and we've done a couple of Google Hangouts and No Veg stuff, um, who are also friends of the show. So it's been become quite a pretty interesting and fun uh, community that we have online. And so I, again, I think any, any of our listeners who want to join in, we're a very easygoing crowd. Uh, on Twitter and, and very helpful, very friendly and lots of people talk business ideas and how to do things and, you know, share experiences online. Um, and I think that's kind of what we all have been doing and participating in for the past two or three years. It's been pretty fun. So, um, I think this week what we wanted to talk about was the concept or the idea of inspiration when it comes to what we do or why we do what we do. Um, and I thought that, I thought this was an interesting topic because it's something that we in the creative field of architecture deal with on a daily basis. And Evan, I want to, I want to start off by uh, a note you had made, and this is a a quote from uh, Chuck Close. Um, he's an artist. He is an artist and we'll have a link to, uh, to him, uh, in the show notes, but he's got this great quote and I thought it'd be great to start off with, with, uh, which is inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us just show up and get to work. Yeah. <laughs> I love that quote. Well, because that's a great quote, this, uh, this, and that's kind of what started this, just me adding this into the list of topics that, you know, we might consider doing one day. Um, that quote just really struck me because I think a lot of times people who do design, um, have the excuse of not feeling inspired. Um, and then I think it's, it would be interesting to talk about that, but it'd also be interesting to talk about how do we get inspired? Is being inspired even important? I think these are all kinds of things that I would like to chat about tonight. What do you guys think? Absolutely. What do you think about that quote? I mean, does that resonate or is that something that rubs you the wrong way? Well, you know, I mean, for me, I mean, you can kind of claim that, you know, just to kind of break it apart, inspiration is for amateurs. I mean, to be quite honest with you, to me, I kind of feed off of the initial inspiration in almost everything that I do and create. I mean, whether it's from my sketches to, you know, any work of architecture, you know, it's just kind of like that initial seed that kind of lights the fire and gets it going. And, you know, so I'm not sure, you know, but what about, and maybe, maybe Marika could chime in here. Sorry. I keep, I always do that in my head because that's how I learned to say your name on Twitter. I know before I I knew it was wrong. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. And I actually was going to be a friend. And I know a Marika. (laughs) Uh, well, I was going to be a friend of the show long ago and tell you if you pronounced it right, I'd give you more money, but then I didn't do that. <laughs> so now nice. you have to write her a check because you just ruined it. Yes. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. Um, so, sorry, Merica. I, you know, when it, I, I hear what you're saying, Cormac, but I think that my, my quick take on that before I turn it over here is what about when you have to be creative on the spot? <laughs> 
Okay, so like you're talking about that spark, and I do think it's easy to start creating something if you have a spark and you're like, just you you want to kind of run with that. But what about those times? Okay, we've all heard of writer's block, right? So it's the same kind of a thing. What about when you have to be creative and and there's no fuel for that fire? So, well, what do you, how but, do you how do you approach that? But I mean, normally, you know, if you're you know, like put on the spot and you're like, all right, you know, you, you need to come up and do something. And, you know, you usually sit there and you kind of talk, talk it out and kind of, you know, pull whether we want to call it inspiration or ideas or whatever from, you know, the people who are either asking you to kind of like, you know, be Johnny on the spot with some kind of like wonderful image or, or idea for a building or a house or whatever. And, you know, you're, so you kind of, are always trying to pull from it. You know, it may not be something that's, you know, immediate, you know, but when you have that conversation, that conversation pulls more out, you know, it kind of, to me, it kind of helps create, you know, the spark. So the spark's never really not there. It's just, you got to kind of work at it a little bit. So I guess, you know, to finish up Chuck's uh, quote there, you know, you just show up and get to work and well, guess what? You know, I mean, sometimes the spark takes a little more work than, you know, just that initial aha moment. But, um, but yeah, you know, so, I mean, I don't think that his, uh, you know, that quote really rubs me the wrong way. It just, you know, you can break it down in two different directions. And and I think I just did. (laughs) I think, um, what that quote says to me, and and I'm going to throw out another one, Evan, that you added by uh, Pablo Picasso, which is inspiration exists, but it has to find you working. Yeah. And what both of those say to me is that when we see great works or um, you know works that may inspire us, uh, whether it be art or in, in architecture, um, what that tells tells me both of those quotes is that none of this just is your first pass at it on on paper or on the computer? Um, it's it's a lot of work, and at the end of a day or many many days, you know, you end up with something that is inspirational to others, and you had to work at it, and it likely wasn't your first um, you know first thing you thought of, or even that spark that you mentioned, uh, Cormac. You know, it may start with that, but it likely turns into something completely different. And, um, you know, you just have to keep working at it and and keep trying different things. And that's what those quotes really say to me. They don't rub me at all uh, wrong, because I think in order to come up with great work, you have to work at it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wasn't meaning I, I was more talking about that, that initial kind of like, what kind of cranks it up. I, I, by no means did I mean anything about, you know, or trying to forget the whole work part of it, you know, cause no, I was just saying what it meant to me. Cause, That's cause all. It, cause every part, every part of, uh, you know, like even just my little scribbles and sketches, I mean, you know, is, is, as much as however they look or appear to other people, I mean, it's a lot of work and, you know, and sometimes, especially when I was doing that, that year long, no, it only takes, Two minutes. Well, when I was doing, well, when I was doing the year long one, um, where I was doing the sketch, you know, one sketch a day thing. I mean, you want to talk about hard work. I mean, just for something as simple as, you know, sketching on a post-it note, 
it took me, you know, a lot of times it would take me, you know, quite a bit of time just to actually come up with what I was going to do for the day. Exactly. You know, not the, that, yes, that's exactly it. It's, it's sometimes you're super inspired and there's maybe there's three or four. And then one time you're sitting there, you got to come up with something and now you got to think of something. So I think yeah. that's, that's what Evan's trying to get at is where, where does that come from when you're sitting there blank? Yeah. Yeah. Drawing block. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because you're right. There are some times where you're like, you've got so many ideas, you can't even draw fast enough. And then there's those, there'll be like a week or two that go by where you just feel empty, mm-hmm. but, but you're a professional, right? And that's to me, like, that's not okay. <laughs> you've, you've got to be able to pull from something. And so maybe that's something we can talk about next here is, is, um, because I see inspiration as a tool and, and I go to my toolbox every once in a while. And actually, you know, I, I kind of see myself, I'm always pulling or, or collecting things for later. I don't necessarily, set out on a path to find something that specific moment that I need right then. But I know there's certain things that catch my eye and there's tools out there that we can use. But to me, inspiration is a tool and you, you use it when you need it. Um, but it's not something you need all the time either. America, where do you go to find your inspiration? Um, yeah, I was just thinking about that. Um, I think just like you said, Evan, there's so much more today than, um, you know, like when I was in school, there was no Pinterest. Uh, the first thing I'd say is Pinterest. And I hate, yeah. you know, I hate to have, that's such an easy answer, but, um, like you said, collecting and, and now there's kind of a way of keeping, whether it's Pinterest or, uh, flip it. It's, there's, there's a way that I could now go back and find those things. And it's like, Oh wow, God, I didn't, I didn't remember this. And, and even if, you know, you're looking at a detail of a chair, leather and wood connection, and, and you're thinking of, you know, the way that the stairs work in your house or whatever you're somehow there's that spark and it may not be, you know, you're looking at the the chair detail and you're trying to design a chair, but somehow all of that just kind of gets your brain moving again. Yeah. Well, Evan, you put in another link, which we'll have in our show notes about um, sometimes, you know, going to a different place, changing your physical environment uh, can help. That. That's huge for oh, me. Oh, yeah. Huge. It, or just even maybe not even going somewhere else, but just moving, getting up and moving, like going for a walk around the, the parking lot or down the street or something. I feel like my brain works so much better when I'm moving. Yeah, I totally. You know, it was, it was interesting that you, know, you say that because, uh, you know, a lot of times, especially under these, you know, crazy deadlines that I've been working on recently, you know, I'll just be, you know, I use the term chained to my desk um, for hours and hours, and you know, don't get up, don't move, you know, uh, bathroom break at best and stuff. And so I was listening to an NPR um, show that was basically talking about the importance of, you know, getting up and changing your environment, you know, even if it's something as simple as just a 15 minute break, you know, just get out go for a walk. And, and so I've been, Ever since I listened to that show, I've been consciously making the effort to at least just get up and get out during lunch for if if it's not, you know, the entire lunch hour, just, you know, even a half an hour. And, and honestly, it makes such a huge difference and a huge impact because that little 15 minute, half an hour break makes 
I'm completely refreshed, you know, is a completely different perspective. You know, it even changes, you know, and elevates my mood, you know, which usually, especially when somebody tells you to cut several million dollars out of a project you sometimes need. That never happens. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that it, that's a big deal and not enough, you know, we, we are the kind of, we, we work, you know, at, at desks, we sit in, at a computer and stare into the box and, um, or maybe you've got headphones in and you kind of shut yourself off from the rest of the world. And I think the point, not only is it healthy for you to, to turn away from that for a while, but it's also, um, you know, you get the oxygen moving, you get the blood flowing, you, you get your arms and legs moving and it kind of just unkinks the rope in your brain. Right. I mean, it, it starts to work things out. Um, what do you guys do you guys have particular times of the day where you feel like you are more inspired or or maybe you just think clearer? Cuz I know for me it's it's like first thing in the morning. I you know I Yeah, it's that. It's that like in the shower I I seriously solve so many problems in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why. I just I just realized that like you start to kind of keep track of that. And it, it's like, oh man, this is, I should take, I should do this more often. <laughs> what's actually, what's been interesting is the past couple of days when I've had the request to cut a couple million dollars out of a project. Um, I've actually been thinking in about the solutions while I sleep. And when I wake up, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. that's going to work. Your brain still is working you know? on it. And you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm wondering if I can charge that time back to the project, but, um, but I mean, I was just like, oh yeah, yeah, that's going to work, you know, and, and I get into work and I'm usually there, you know, at least an hour before everybody else. And then I just kind of, you know, start cranking it out. And then when everybody comes in, they're like, you know, you know, how long have you been working? It's just like, well, I've only been here an hour, but you know, I've literally been thinking about this for several hours. Yeah. So, okay. So why why are there sometimes when we're sitting there and nothing is coming to us i mean what what does that mean because to me it's like i honestly think that it's because i don't understand the problem and so there's so many ways it can go there's so many kind of options floating around in my head it's not clear i don't have clarity so it's really hard to start I think when you don't have a clear definition of the problem, I mean, that's kind of, to me, what leads me to have a a lack of inspiration because a blank sheet, number one is, it can be an intimidating thing for a lot of people, right? Because there's so many ways it can go, but I really feel like it's hard to pick a direction if you don't really have a clear idea of where to start or where to go. Thoughts? Well, I mean, you know, that's probably why we don't typically do, you know, I mean, you know, there, we never do a project alone, you know? And so that, that blank sheet to me, and I know it, it is definitely to you, Evan, is, you know, it's, it, well, probably to everybody that, you know, is listening and, and talking is, uh, you know, it's, it's that opportunity. It's that to me, when I see a blank sheet, I get excited. I'm like, all right, you know, what's next? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I find it hard to design with a blank sheet. I need parameters, something that, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like remodels are great, right? There's so many constraints you already know. 
I, I, I like them a lot. Yeah. yeah, I think it is a little bit easier than starting with a fresh. Oh, yeah. Thing. Starting, I mean, um, doing a, a, a new house from scratch is pretty scary. But, I mean, you always have constraints. There's always either a budget or some, you know, there's land or setbacks and other sorts of um, constraints to that. But, yeah, in dealing with remodels, you know, that does sort of set the parameters pretty close right up front. But it makes it pretty interesting to dive in and and figure out how to solve that problem um, and and what you can do to to try and do that but but a blank sheet just just scares scares the pants off that's, yeah that's not yeah fun. I totally agree with that it's like the um, the problem solving is the it, it, that's the creative part so or that's the part where I, I guess that's the part that I love um, so when you you got to find the constraints and if it's a blank sheet it's like where you, know, you got to pull something as far as Something something needs to make it a little more difficult than you can do anything you want. I think it's always hard to put that first thing to out there, right, for other people to react to. Mm-hmm. That's always tough for a lot of people because, you, you know, mo- most likely, I mean, we all, the funny thing is we all know it'll never, the project will never be that, right? But <laughs> we're always afraid to put it out there anyway, even though we know that's not what it's going to be, but it gets people talking. I think that's kind of the, the most important thing about getting the first idea out, right, is is the reaction to it. Um, but you're right that those problems that show up and the constraints that come later all really help you. So you don't need inspiration at that point, right, because you've probably come up with a, a language that make and those constraints make it easier to answer questions, right? I feel like uh, the more the more constraints, well, I have to do it this way because this is the only way that I can think of to do it. Um, but I have to get around this problem so that I can get to the next one. But then I find sometimes you get really sort of bogged down with that also because you've got to do it. You know, you know this, you know this. I, this was just happening to me today. Uh, I, I, I know what I need to do for this entry on this house I'm designing and I know what the client wants and I just therefore couldn't get past what really was not working. And I just, I literally needed to pull myself away and think, okay, wait, let's go back. And you know, where, where was I two days ago or where was I before I got so stuck? Um, and so it's maybe even taking away some of the constraints sometimes to to keep the design or the inspiration flowing or your creative juices flowing. Yeah. Well, where else do we go for inspiration? I think Pinterest is a great answer. I mean, it's a it's a huge thing. I mean, I'm sure we're all. Do, does everybody on here use that? I know I I use it every once in a while. Actually, I I got rid of it because I was when I was posting um, sketches and stuff. Yeah, I was watching sketches get heisted and reposted and no credit, you know, applied to, you know, my work or anything like that. And I got really frustrated and yeah, I think that's a big part of that started to boycott it. Um, so I kind of, I kind of actually stopped using a lot of that stuff. Um, only more out of protest than anything else, even though I know that there's a lot of really good and really creative things out there. Um, all right. So what what do you use? Well, (laughs) anything, yeah, actually, I've got this. Well, here, let me let me kind of. So when when Merica was had started talking about, you know, she goes to Pinterest, you know, as as one of her, you know, kind of go tos, and, and and it's got some wonderful things. I'm sitting in my basement, and I have my back towards my bookshelves with 
a couple hundred architecture books. And when she said it, I felt guilty because I was like, holy crap, I haven't cracked a single one of those books open in years. Yeah. <laughs> because I always default back to digital. hunting it digitally, hunting something down, looking for something, you know, you know, I've, I've got a pretty good mental Rolodex. If I see an image, I remember where it's at, or at least I remember how I can find it um, digitally and then just kind of like run through or, or even, you know, in my books. Um, and, you know, so I, I, I do feed off a lot on imagery, um, you know, whether it be from, you know, other artists and, you know, kind of getting inspiration about, you know, the way that they draw something or whatever, or other architects, the way that they've kind of like, you know, approached, you know, as, as America was saying, you know, if you're looking for like that one detail and it just, you know, if that one detail might be the spark that kind of helps you, you know, you just go and you look at, you look for that one detail, but then you find a hundred details, you know, of that one detail you're looking at that is a different approach to it you know, in, in probably a hundred different ways. And you're like, Oh, this is great. Cause it'll kind of help you kind of keep pushing yourself forward. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I hate to say it as much as I would love to say, you hate to say, Oh, okay. <laughs> as much as I would love to say that I would use those hundreds of books behind, you know, but since I'm both literally and figuratively turned my back on them, I go digital. <laughs> wow. Well, speaking of yeah, digital, I mean, well, I don't, I have a Pinterest account and I appreciate everybody who follows me there, but I've never actually pinned anything. I, I don't get that site. Um, I don't know. Maybe somebody can call into the listener hotline at 415-484-8496. There's my reference an, to help an old man out. That's yeah. <laughs> shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, anyway, so yeah, that now you, you threw me all off there, man. I was, I was on a roll. Um, uh, so, so Pinterest, I, I've never, never used that site. Um, but you know, sometimes, um, uh, when I'm looking for, um, and I'll use this with my clients and I, I, I believe, uh, we've talked a little bit about this on previous episodes, but, um, I'll use that site house. H O U Z Z dot com. And um I, I find that's a really useful uh tool actually for not only inspiration but to uh you know communicate ideas back and forth uh between your clients. You know, it used to be that we would ask our clients to, you know, clip out things from the paper or magazines or or, or anything, you know, hard copy wise, um, you know, for th- to, to kind of indicate what they liked, what they didn't like, colors, you know, materials, whatever. And, and now that, that kind of has gone digital going back to what you were just saying, Cormac, you know, instead of looking at the books on our shelves, um, which, you know, likely has a lot of that information in it. Um, you know, we go digital and because that's what we're staring at these screens all day long. And, uh, you know, so we'll start looking things up that way. Um, but I think house and, um, and tools like that, are useful that not only can become inspirational tools, um, not only for you, but also for your clients to kind of help communicate to you what, what inspires them so that you can help, you know, design something, uh, that meets their needs and their desires. Well, I remember the last time, the last house that I did, um, and this was about two years ago, 
um, when I first time I met the client, you know, I went over to his uh, house. This was the house we were going to demo and replace. And um, I walk in and he has got stacks upon stacks. It almost reminded me of my stacks upon stacks of dwell and architecture and, and, you know, architectural record and all this other stuff and thousands of uh, sticky, you know, um, sticky note tabs of all these different images of things that like inspired him of things that he would like to either see or the, a feeling that he'd like to get, you know, in his house and stuff like that. And I thought that was great that he was kind of wanted to engage the conversation on a more substantive level of, you know, here are these, you know, he, he didn't really want to say, this is what I want. He wanted to say, this is, this is a feeling that I like. And, and I think that's kind of what we do with, you know, um, you know, going to house and Pinterest and stuff like that. And, um, to kind of, you know, do a little round nose into our guest here. I mean, one of the things that America, you were doing, you know, through, uh, when it was architecture week and you've continued to do it and, you know, Nick and Keith are kind of doing it as well as these, you know, posts of, of images and houses and things like that, that inspire you. And, um, you know, I, I thought that was a, you know, when Evan posted that we were going to talk about inspiration, I thought that would be a great topic with you, which it has been because, you know, you, you're always posting about, you know, just like, a stair, you know, or, you know, and it might be a detail of a stair or the way that the shadows have created, you know, um, you know, just kind of like this, this playful light on the wall, you know, and all this other stuff. And it, it's just, I thought it was really cool that you were doing that and, you know, that it started to like encourage other people to start doing it as well. Yeah, um, that is pretty fun. It's fun that everybody's gotten involved. Um, but I have to say, I've been, I got a great response from clients or from potential clients. When I started posting, people just saying how much they loved everything on my site and they could tell, they could see my style. And that's what they, that was really them. That's what they really liked. And so it was just really making a huge difference in people, I guess, wanting to talk to me because they really could understand my style. Um, so therefore it was like, okay, do a lot more of this. So, <laughs> yeah, oh, well yeah. you're, and you're inspiring them, right. To think about like, like your post on stairs, right. I mean, a lot of people think of a stair as it's just a tool to get up and down from one level to the other. But when you put it on, when, when you focus on it, you're causing them to think, oh, okay, so I should think uh -huh. about this. Right. And when I design my dream house, um, I'm going to have the best stair ever, right? And so how am I going to do that? And then, I mean, you're you're providing a service to them that's way bigger than just showing them eight pictures of stairs. That, that's really cool. Yeah, I've actually got a client that um, she's decided that her four-foot stair isn't big enough. She needs five five feet, and it, it's going to cantilever. <laughs> that was actually the inspiration for that post. So she nice. wants a five-foot cantilever stair, which awesome. Wow. I can't wait to design that. Yeah, no kidding. That's very cool. So it sounds to me like mostly what I'm hearing, and I think Cormac started to allude to something else here, but things that we can be inspired by. I mean, imagery is huge, but what else? I mean, it, to me, I think there's there's quite a few other things that that could inspire people. Well, 
I mean, one of the things that, you know, and, and I guess it's still, uh, honestly, it's probably back to the imagery thing, you know, because when we're working on projects, um, whether it be an addition or a new school or something like that, you know, Evan, you and I do a lot of schools and stuff. I mean, what is the thing that kind of inspires us about that work is the interaction of you know, the kids when they're walking around the school, how do they interact with the school and stuff like that. And then, you know, I kind of feed off of ideas of like, well, you know, here are patterns that I've seen, you know, that the kids do on a day-to-day basis, you know, just on kind of like their standard 1960s school that they've been going to and stuff. And, and here are, you know, both good things about what they're doing and like, here's some lost opportunities and, and, being able to kind of, um, use, you know, start thinking about, you know, well, you know, they really could be able to do something like this. Um, and you know, it's just not a, a, you know, the corridor isn't just like a point A to point B thing, but what can you do to kind of like make it feel, you know, better or, or, you know, invoke something else in them or, or, or make that, you know, that day kind of like just a little bit more refreshing for them. And so, you know, I kind of, I'm always, you know, I, I always sit there and I do, you know, like my field survey and I photograph the building and, and all that other stuff. But then of course, you know, when I can't photograph the kids, cause you're not allowed to, um, I just watch them and just, you know, kind of figure out how they use it, figure out how the teachers use it, figure out how the custodians and everybody else use it just to kind of get to see what it is. But it, you know, so I mean, in I a think way, yeah, I think experience is is a huge can be a huge inspiration, uh, not only for me, like, but in the way you're talking about it, where you can actually see how people do things, and then you can take all of your other experiences that you've had and say, how can I make that experience that they're having even better, right? I just, I mean, one of the things that I'm thinking of as far as I could, I'm, I was re- inspired last Friday by going on a tour of three different schools that I've never been in before. Um, and we took clients that we're currently working with on a new school to these three different schools. And just to see their jaws drop open when they saw the way natural light can be brought into a classroom through a clear story window Versus the the facilities that they already have. I mean, it was really neat to see them get really inspired. But it was also neat for me to be there when it happened. Because me seeing that reaction that they had inspired me to want to do an amazing job on their project. And I want to make their jaws drop open. So how am I going to do that? That's so true. I I agree. I think that that it happens all the time. And so experience is a big way to get inspiration through tours or through us going and visiting architecture or sitting and watching behavior as people move through space. And then I think another big one is just conversation. I can be totally inspired by conversations that happen. Oh yeah. And it doesn't have to be about architecture. You know, it could be about music. It could be about whatever. I was just going to ask, um, you know, is anybody inspired by other, other people and other professions? And, And let me, say what I, what I exactly mean by that, you know, in watching something like the Oscars, um, you know, seeing the actors and the directors and the writers, um, do such inspirational work on different films that, you know, you see just a snippet of the number of films, obviously that are produced each year, but, you know, you're seeing some of the best work by other artists and, 
you know, watching something like that, uh, sometimes, you know, can make me feel very inspired or, um, you know, seeing the, um, can make you know, me the, feel the, very inadequate. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, as somebody who's a musician, musician, Ah, musician, I, I could kind of understand that, but I'm not, so I don't feel so bad. I'm not an actor either, but uh, um, you know, but but even just uh, sometimes using the tools that we use every day, like my iPhone um, or my Mac, you know, seeing when when Apple comes out with you know some great inspirational um, designs and hardware or software, you know, really kind of when I see that, it's it's a little. Um, you know, checkpoint for me to sit back and go, okay, what can I do in what I do? You know, I'm not a software person. I don't design uh, and I don't code or anything like that, but you know, I'm an architect and how do I use that inspiration in what I see them doing uh, or actors or directors, you know, in, in reference to the Oscars, you know, how can I use that as inspiration to, to do what I do um, and, and to bring that forward? So I'm curious you know, what other sorts of things inspires, uh, inspires you guys, America, how about you put you on the hot seat? I know. Didn't I go first with the Pinterest one? Wasn't that good? Yeah, that's not I'm just trying to get you to talk more <laughs> other stuff. I'm listening. I'm taking notes from you guys. Isn't that what I'm supposed to do next week? <laughs> no, no, you're supposed to contribute. <laughs> taking notes is for when you're not a guest. Right, right, right. Um, um, you guys talk amongst yourselves for a moment and come back to me. <laughs> I, I, I agree, Neil. I think film is a, is a huge thing. I, I love watching movies and I don't get to do it very often. So it's like a special treat, but like just the other night I, I watched gravity and I thought cinematically it was an amazing piece of art and I'm watching it on a television. I, I can't even imagine watching it like in an IMAX or something. Um, because it just was, it was beautiful and it, and it took me out of my world. And I think maybe that's the kind of thing that I'm thinking of when you ask that question is what, what else can take me out of my world? And I would also have to say that, you know, a really great piece of music can do that for me as well, where it's like, because, you know, I used to play music and I, I played every once in a while, but I, I feel like, um, it can transport you somewhere else. And I guess when, like, like when I was talking about my clients that I, we took on this tour, it was like, I saw them seeing them, seeing themselves in their school like that. They wanted to give that to, to their students. Um, and it took me to another place to see them do that. I, I mean, I just love to see the joy on their face and it made me forget like what we were even doing right then. It made me forget we we're in some, we we're in San Diego and some other school completely. It was just like, wow, how can I bring this to them every single day? Um, but music can do that to me and film does that to me too. I was going to ask Cormac, I mean, being the cartoonist that you are, um, you know, do you find, uh, do you find inspiration in, in different comic books you might, might read or see? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, actually I find myself, um, you know, every Wednesday is new comic Wednesday and, uh, always heading to the, uh, comic book shop with my, with my boys. And we, um, you know, we walk around and, you know, I look to see what, what's interesting to them, but then, you know, I'm hate to say it, but I'm a, a window shopper. I, I, I look at all the different, um, 
covers and just, you know, whichever cover like really strikes me of like, Oh, that's really amazing. Or, or, you know, look at the detail or, or the, you know, um, way that people, um, just sketch and draw. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I have a, I have a weird, um, sensibility when it comes to, you know, like comic book artists and, and stuff like that, that I actually like the looser, more kind of free flowing sketching styles rather than like the uber polished. And, um, to see some of like the more, you know, indie comics and stuff like that, you know, really kind of get it, you know, get my, uh, you know, inspiration going. Cause sure enough, almost, you know, if I don't, have the opportunity to sketch every day like I was doing during the kind of post, you know, post it note a day thing. Um, every Wednesday I can almost guarantee you that I'll be sketching because, you know, here I was at the comic book shop looking at all this wonderful work and, um, just kind of felt really inspired to, you know, pick up a pen or pick up a red pencil and sketch away. Um, so yeah, I'm always doing that and deviant art, um, uh, the website DeviantArt is, um, <laughs> fantastic because it's both professional and amateur artists, you know, just throwing their stuff out there and, you know, having the guts, um, to really kind of just show their stuff when for the, you know, really honestly, before I started doing the little post-it notes, you would have been hard pressed for me to ever show anybody any of my work. <laughs> And, um, and then when I kind of did that and just kind of threw it out there, you know, the, um, reaction that I got from people was just like, you know, you're, you know, you know, you're pretty good. Keep doing it. And I kept doing it, kept doing it. And I'm just, it was like, you know, eh, well, maybe, uh, maybe I am all right at this. <laughs> nice. Okay. America, it's back in your, <laughs> well, back in your court. On that note, really quick. It's also so inspiring when people like your work. And, you know, it sounds a bit shallow to say that, oh, somebody likes what I do. It's, but, but that means so much when people appreciate what you do. And that's not only your client. And, of course, you know, they're, they're, they love, like Evan was saying, they can see themselves in that space. And you want to design that for them. That, of course, is inspiring. But definitely when people appreciate it or just, you know, encourage you, that's, it's, you feel like, it's, you know, it's like the, my blog. People seem to respond. So, of course, that's like, yeah, keep going, keep going. So that's that's always, that's great. Definitely. So, okay, so what, maybe we can wrap it up with, with what do you do? How, what Do you have anything where you know you need a certain ingredient to actually become inspired to get the job done? Like for me, there's, there's two ways. Um, Number one is tell me I can't do something <laughs> and I'll figure out a way to do it because I'm going to show you. And then the other way is, uh, is a, a deadline can definitely drive me to become inspired very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those two are exact, especially the challenge one. Yeah. I think that, um, a, a good leader could inspire me, um, to work twice as hard. Um, because I think typically a, somebody like a, like a mentor, or maybe you work with somebody or, or near somebody who knows what buttons to push to get you to work harder. And, and a lot of times they can, they could either inspire you, but, but maybe they just know what, what that thing is that you need. And, and like, honestly, now that I think about it, 
Um, I think that some of the, the looks I get from a certain individual um, are planned so that they know that I'll probably figure out a better way to solve that problem if they just give me this one certain look. <laughs> it's like, that's not good enough. I know you can do better. Uh, does that happen to you guys? Uh, the the deadline, that that's a huge one. Um, absolutely. Um, you know, and also too, the, the challenge part, you know, if, if, uh, if somebody says I can't do something, um, that there's definitely some motivation factor there yeah. uh, that, that gets, gets me going. Um, and, but then also too, it's, it's just a challenge, uh, sometimes within myself, you know, can I do this? And that, that probably, you know, speaks more to, uh, you know, like running a marathon, um, you know, which I've done now a couple of times and something probably, you know, a little more than two years ago, I would have never even dreamed, you know, that I could have done. And especially in the, you know, the times that I've done them. And so, um, you know, just having that uh, goal in mind and, uh, and then working at it, uh, I think, which goes back to the very beginning uh, of the episode where we're talking about, you know, just show up and, and do the work. And at least for, for my running, that that's worked. And, you know, when you finish it, it, it's very inspiring, uh, to do that and to accomplish something. And so I think not, not just the challenge of, can you, you know, you can do better, but it's more like, can I, can I, can I climb this mountain, so to speak? Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, can I do that? And yes, I can, you know, it's like, that's the next challenge. And I want to do that. And, uh, and that can be, you know, in, in my case of, for running or, you know, or, or even last year when I did several sprint triathlons. So, you know, those are all different things that, you know, definitely having that goal and then a deadline, you know, and even with the marathons, there's a deadline there, you know, the, the race is on such and such day and you have to get the work done. You have to do it. Otherwise you're not going to perform. And so, um, you know, so that means, you know, getting up at five thirty or six to get that run in for the day because you don't have any other time to do it. So I, I think those, Evan, are, are the two probably biggest things uh, for me um, in which I'm on a deadline right now. So, <laughs> so uh, it's definitely motivation there. And the goals, like, just like you said, the goals thing, that's, that's another big one. Um, if you're going to set, you know, it's one of those, if you say it, then you're going to, you have to do it. So, um, you know, as soon as you decide that that's one of your goals, you know, you can't just forget it. So that's a, that's a big, I guess it's like the challenge, but it's not necessarily, you know, if somebody says I can't do it, then of course I have to do it. But if I even more, you know, even more, if I set goals for myself and, you know, you set some goals and then you reach them and then you set new goals. So it's that kind of thing is, I guess that's also pushing, pushing me, me pushing myself, but, um, yeah, goals. And then, yeah. That's a big one. I, I, I think that, you know, I kind of go back and forth on this, but there's some goals that you tell everybody about and that makes you feel like you have to accomplish it. And mm-hmm. then there's the ones maybe you don't tell anybody and, it, you know, you have to stay self-motivated about and, and accomplish it. Um, you know, it's, it's like you run the risk of failure, right? If you're going to tell everybody, but at the same time, like that's accountability, exactly. right? For, for people to cheer you on to, to make it all the way through. Exactly. I mean, that's one of the cool things about being on social media, especially with with me taking the ARE tests. You know, I I like saying, okay, I'm working on this one now because I feel like 
there is a group of people on there who are all going through the same thing together. You're not going through anything all on your own that no one else has ever done. Um, and I feel like that helps motivate me and keep me going because man, there's so many times when you just want to quit because it's, it's either so hard or there's so much else going on. Um, there's so many things that we have to juggle in our lives, but there's that group of people where if they know, they, they'll ask, they'll chime in every once in a while. Hey, how's that going? And it's like, yeah, yeah, I guess I, I need to be studying. <laughs> I, I, I like that part of that part of it. And I feel like it doesn't have to be something even that big. It can be just a project you're working on and sharing about people enjoy seeing that. And they like asking questions and seeing what other people are working on. And, um, the ability to share that stuff is a, a neat part of the community that we have. I, I, you know, I just want to chime in on one thing on that is when you mentioned about sharing those types of things on social media, because, you know, when I'm designing something and you know, maybe may at my desk and, and I'll just snap a picture of it, you know, or a picture of uh, several different options or, you know, just, just sometimes rough sketches. I know uh, others, um, do this as well. And, you know, you just throw it out there, you know, and you, you, you think it's crap, but you throw it out there and you start getting some responses back from people. And it's very inspiring. And, you know, sometimes it's like, Oh, that's really good. And it's like, Oh, I, I guess so. It is kind of good. Um, but sometimes you, you're your own worst enemy and you, you doubt yourself a lot. And, uh, you know, by throwing it out there and getting some comments back, you know, sometimes positive and or most times positive and sometimes, you know, hey, have you thought about this? And then you're like, oh, okay, yeah, let's take a look at that. And, and you kind of go back and forth. It's very helpful when you're in a small, you know, one man or one person practice, um, you know, to get inspired and to collaborate. And I'm finding, you know, social media has helped me do that. And so social media can also be, you know, a place for, it's a I think tool. Been, yeah. it's a tool and, and we've kind of hinted around it all night, but I think it, that also can be something that can inspire you. Yeah. I think Pinterest and DeviantArt and the other, the other stuff that we've mentioned are all kind of those tools that, that you can use as well. Well, and Twitter, like you were saying before, I mean, that is, that's a bit of my savior. Um, it's, it's like you, Neil, I'm, I'm, you know, in my office by myself most of the day. Um, and so Twitter is the water cooler when, you know, when I don't have you guys. Um, so it, that's just where it's not only news and inspiration from everywhere and every, every kind of, um, art and design, but it's just, it's also being able to, you know, talk to people about what you're doing and get feedback. And, um, I just, I think that's, it's a, just like, yeah, social media is a big, all kinds of inspiration. Yeah. I mean, you know, one, it brought us all together. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I didn't know any of you guys from Adam, you know, years ago and now, you know, here we are doing a podcast. Um, was that the other host? So what? <laughs> Adam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Adam. Right. <laughs> Got it. Adam and whoever. We're, but, we're slower uh, over here on this side. Yeah, but I remember I mean, that. But, but I mean, you know, and to just echo what you all three of you have said is that you know, I mean, this social media is like you know expanded my professional knowledge, 
um, and my professional reach because I can sit and talk with other architects who are going through, Evan, you said it best, who are going through the exact same things that we're going through on a day-to-day basis, you know, sitting, you know, America sitting in your office by yourself, you know, you think you're all alone and then you hop on the, um, you know, the Twitter machine and, and start talking to people and, um, you know. Uh, and then it's lunchtime. And, and, then it's, yeah, <laughs> and I've wasted all. half the day. But I mean, you know, these are, these are things that kind of, you know, help in a way, just kind of validate the, you know, just the stuff that you're doing and, you know, not really validate, but I mean, just, you know, kind of like reassure you that you're not alone, that, you know, right. the, the fun adventure that you're on is, you know, everybody else is doing it too. Yeah. Yeah. It really is a community. It is a, you know, the cliched global design community, but there are, everyone's out there, but everybody's out there, you know, and, and what's interesting is, you know, when we get comments on the webpage or, you know, when we get emails from people who are saying, you know, like, Hey, we're from New Zealand or from, you know, somewhere in Eastern Europe. And we thought we were doing, you know, we thought we were the only ones who went through the stuff that you guys are talking about, you know, and, and then it just kind of validates that, you know, huh, well, everybody, goes through the same thing no matter where you are or what language you speak you're just you know uh architecture and design is pretty universal as we already know and and it's just kind of interesting to you know have that conversation with people yeah now well getting those comments is very inspirational for us to uh keep coming back every two weeks to deliver a show (laughs) yeah i was gonna i was thinking about that earlier too it definitely um it definitely is one of those things that, that keeps us coming back to it. Because I think if, you know, you, if you put work out there like this podcast, you put it out there and, and it just kind of seems to be falling on deaf ears. It's like, huh, okay, so would no one miss us if we were gone? <laughs> Which is entirely possible. Um, but, I, you know, we have gotten some really good comments that, that have made us think, okay, the next time we talk about that, we should look at it from a completely different angle, um, which is which is great because it allows us to continue that conversation. Oh, and so therefore, I think we should wrap it up. So please give us those comments. <laughs> Sorry, uh, and visit the website at arcaspeakpodcast.com. and there you'll find our Twitter accounts and the architect. Oh, yeah, I screwed that up. <laughs> That's okay. Evan will cut this out, right? No, he won't. That'll be the intro. This is the stuff he loves. Cut this all out. That's right. Uh, Well, (laughs) join in on the conversation. Give us more (laughs) inspiration. Give us more inspiration by calling the Arcuspeak podcast line at 415-484-8496. And we'll threaten to uh, share it on the show. Or maybe we shouldn't ever say that because nobody ever calls us except for Jess, who who calls occasionally. Um, (laughs) And uh, also, too, um, we're very proud to be the most reviewed architecture-based podcast on iTunes. So please leave us a review there. We enjoy those as well. We would like to stay the most reviewed podcast on iTunes. You can go ahead and leave a review. That would be awesome. Absolutely. Thanks, America. Thank you guys very much for having me on. It's been fun. It's been great to be a part of it. This is cool. Yeah, and thanks for staying up late, hanging out with us. You're welcome.
We appreciate it. We definitely it was, appreciate it. It was fun. So again, they never thank me. Who? I said, you guys never thank me for staying up late. Thank who? Exactly. <laughs> Is that that guy? Adam. Adam. <laughs> Adam. That's your new name. Adam, thanks for joining us. So everybody go check out America's blog at com. Again, the link's in the show notes. And uh, follow her on Twitter at ArchitectMM. And you can also follow Arcuspeak at A-R-C-H-I-S-P-K. And uh, we'd love to talk to you to keep the conversation going. Great. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay subscribed. Good night. Good night. Good night. Adam. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) I used to shy away from the stampede. I'd hibernate, hunker down in my heart at all. To get good at the game, I had to grease up my fire gear and that craving train. When you cross the lawn, yeah, when you came along Jim Duck dared me, turn the sprinklers on Barefoot in the driveway, baby Oh,